And I don't mean make people sick of you. I mean, be that in love with it. Be that excited about it. Because if you're not, if you're not super proud of it, if you're not happy it it exists in the world, first of all, what are you doing? Hello, and welcome to the Creative Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Isolde Trachtenberg. Whether you're writing the first sentence of a story or solving the climate crisis, you need to think in new ways. On the show, I interview peak performers who are coming up with those creative solutions. Through creativity, action, inspiration, and innovation, they're changing the world. I also bring you ideas and techniques that you can use to unlock your potential to do the same. And now, let's get to the show. Welcome to the Creative Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Isolde Trachtenberg. Thank you so much for being here. Today, I want to talk to you about something that I find personally really challenging, and that is sales. How do you do it, right? How do you sell? How do you make whatever it is you've created, whatever it is you're working on, whatever your project is, enticing to people who would be your audience, who would want to buy what you're selling. What do you need to do? Well, personally, I always feel smarmy and slimy and salesy when I sell. When I talk to someone for the first time about what I do, I I tend to get self-conscious. I go, oh, actually, well, you know, I do all of these different things and da 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 and I don't come forward with confidence when it is what they call a cold uh, cold call or a cold lead, right? So you're, you want to be talking to someone about what you're doing, and instead of being confident and instead of being, hey, this is what I'm doing and this is why it's going to give you great results, blah, 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 you get self-conscious and you actually want to run away, or at least I do. And I know that I am good with what they call warm leads. If someone is already interested, if someone already went, oh, I'd like to hear more about that, and then they talk to me, no problem, because I know that they're the kind of person who already wants what it is that I'm talking about, or already at least is interested, is in the realm of possibility that they might want it. That's a big thing, right? If it's a cold lead, if it's what they call a cold lead, when the person doesn't, you know, they're going on about their life and you're going, I think they'd be great with this. I think this this would serve them really well. But you don't know if they think so. And so you talk to them and it feels all weird. And my friend Jillian Murphy is amazing at sales. And she talks about don't try to sell to people who are unconvincible, right? Don't, con- don't try to convince the unconvincible. Don't try to sell to the unsellable. And I love that. I've sort of adopted that. But but from the perspective of me, from my psychology, how do I get comfortable talking about selling, talking about what I'm selling, talking about, for example, the art project that I did? If I were going to talk to a gallery owner about the art project and say, hey, would you want to do an exhibit of my work? Uh, if they're looking for exhibitions of digital art projects that happen to happen during 2022 by immigrant women in their 50s, then I fit the bill. But if they don't know that they want to have an exhibition of, uh, you know, done by a woman in her 50s of digital art during 2022, 
then I have to explain what's cool about it and or I have to get them interested in my story. And that's so much about what this is, right? It's you need to love your story. You need to love what it is that you're talking about. You need to love what it is that you're selling. Yeah, that's such a big deal because one of the most important things that is the sort of mindset shift that has happened for me to get much, much more comfortable with the things that I do and the things that I sell and and the marketing that I do is that I had to fall in love with what I created. I, I had to really get so excited by it and get so super proud of it and so happy that it exists in the world that I couldn't wait to share that story. And that's something very key and crucial to that I can tell all artists, all creatives, all people who are working on various projects, you got to start loving what you created. When you love what you've created and you're not egotistical about it, you're just in love with it. That's infectious. People get very excited about that and they want to know more. So the question that I have to ask you is, especially if you are worried about selling and worried about getting into an exhibition, worried about your project taking off, worried about your company going anywhere. The question is, do you love what you created? That's one of the first questions that you need to ask yourself about all of this. Do you love what you've created? So important. Because when you're when you're selling, if you don't love what you've created, if you feel less than confident about it, if you feel like, oh, I'm, I, I, oh, I'm not sure... That carries, that comes across to the people you're talking to. So in order to sell effectively, you have to love it. You have to be so excited about it that it is the first thing you want to talk about when you wake up and the last thing you want to talk about before you go to sleep. And I don't mean make people sick of you. I mean, be be that in love with it. Be that excited about it. Because if you're not, if you're not super proud of it, if you're not happy it, it exists in the world, First of all, what are you doing? And I know that sounds kind of harsh, but what are you, what are you doing if you've created something that you're like, meh, it's all right. Is it the best use of your time and energy? Is it the best use of your creative abilities? It is is it the best use of of your resources? If you don't love it, you need to look at what that's about. So, One of the first things you need to do is figure out if you're in love with what you've made. And if you are, then we can move on. And if you're not, then you need to look at what's keeping you from being in love with what you're offering, right? You might want to tweak whatever it is until you're so enamored with it that you can't wait but share it, right? That's so important. And honestly, if no changes will change it into something you adore, You might want to think about it as a practice run. You might want to think about it as something you don't try to sell and in fact, leave it because sometimes you have to create the thing that you don't do anything with in order to get to the thing that's going to be the end all be all, right? So so that's the most important thing, right? You want to be able to love this thing that you've made so much, you want to share it with everyone you meet. And that, again, that light in your eyes, that joy in your heart is going to translate. It's going to carry over to the people you talk to. And it's important to do that because when you're in love with what it is that you've created, you get excited to share it because it's a gift. It's an offering that you're making to the people who 
uh, might want to buy it, right? And and yeah, I know you have to qualify your potential clients and customers. And by qualify, I mean, figure out if they're the people who are interested in what you're doing. But even if you have someone who's super interested in what it is you're doing, who can't wait to look at it, who can't wait to know more about it, if you talk about it, if your story about it is, oh, you know, I did this thing and la, la, la then that's going to translate. And you don't want that to translate. You want your enthusiasm and your love for what you've done to carry to the person you're talking to. And here's the thing. You don't want to convince them. Like there's a lot of talk. There's been a lot of talk over the last 10 years. Oh, you have to, you know, give them all of the stuff and convince them to buy it. And I'm, I'm a member of a Facebook group uh, which is all about sort of coaching and marketing. And and somebody was asking, essentially, how do you sell to someone who thinks what you're offering is too expensive? How do you convince them to buy it? And everybody's like, oh, you have to go through and figure out the results and show them all this stuff. Da, 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 da. And when it was my turn to answer, I went, well, actually, I don't try to convince them. I really don't. I, I go, oh, okay, well, your resources need to go elsewhere. I totally understand if your resource, resources free up enough at some point, please get in touch. Because frankly, I'm not, again, I'm not trying to convince you that you need to come get coaching with me. If you see the value in what I'm doing, if I've offered up enough value that you go, oh, you know what? She's someone I might want to work with. Yeah, she's talking about living your best and most joyful creative life. She's someone whose work I respect. I'd like to do that too. I'd like to wake up my creative life. I'd like to be that person who lives juicy. I want to do it too. I'm going to get in touch with her. And that to me is the ideal, right? It's not that I go out to anybody and go, oh, you know, I'm a coach and I help people. I, I really don't. I don't market. What I do is uh, live my life and, <laughs> and my clients often find me. But the point is that, that this person was wondering, you know, what could they do to convince someone who was not convinced that they should buy whatever it is their their offering is, what what can I do to convince you to buy it? And I'm like, well, the results should speak for themselves. So I might talk about the results that someone could expect if they were to do coaching with me or if they were to buy one of my books or something like that. But I would not go, oh, but you know, this is this. That's that whole desperate thing. And remember how I told you at the very beginning of this episode that I come across desperate when I sell, not because I don't love what I'm doing. I do, but there's something, it feels wrong to me to be like, hey, you're gonna, you're just gonna totally love this. It's gonna be awesome. I just, I, I, I there are salespeople, if you're listening to this and you're a salesperson, you're probably shaking your head and tisking your tongue at me because I know, I know that it is not, uh, it is not the, the the most sort of normal thing to think about when you're thinking about sales is, is oh, I don't really sell, but I don't. I find that it is more uh, appropriate for me as a, as a person to love my life, to love what I'm doing, to offer what I can. And then my clients find me. I don't really want to go seeking for them. Having said that, there are certain things that there are certain industries, I guess, where people aren't actively going out and saying, oh, you know what, what I could really go for is a coach. And, and here is where I hire someone and I work with someone who can do that calling for me. And that is 
my school assemblies, right? I do these school assemblies on basically how we can use creativity to address issues of climate change and environmental concerns, right? And so I do this, but I don't know the school system here in New York City very well. So I'm working with a teacher, a former teacher who knows the school system right and left and backwards and upwards and downwards. And she's the one who's going, you know, there's this woman and she does this amazing work on how you can use creativity to address the climate crisis, to address environmental concerns, to study the the spheres, the hydrosphere and the atmosphere and the biosphere and pedosphere and all of this. And teachers go, oh, and then she goes, oh, and you can do professional development with her too. And she knows that teachers need, she told me something like 200 hours of professional development every pre-certification or whatever. And I went, okay, I didn't know that, but that's not my strength, right? So what I did, instead of trying to learn all of that myself, I, I went into a partnership with someone who already knows all this stuff and also is such a, a gregarious, engaging person. Jennifer, shout out to you. Who, who can do this without batting an eye, whereas I would find it very uncomfortable, in part because I don't know the lay of the land. And I guess that's the next thing to say, is you need to know the lay of the land. What, who, what arena are you working in? So that's one of the questions that you need to ask yourself. Am I comfortable enough with this in this arena to really do this well? And if not, who else can I partner with to make it work? So that's the first thing that I would ask right? If you're not comfortable, do you want to do all the work of getting comfortable with this particular arena, this particular uh, industry or whatever it is that you'd be working in? Maybe you want to do some informational interviews to figure out whether or not this is the right industry for you and to, to make some contacts and to network in a way that is authentic, not, again, slimy and desperate, which is my thing. I understand that. But for me, I do. I feel slimy and desperate and I don't want to feel that way. So instead, I wait until Jennifer finds the people who are interested and then I talk with them and I'm able to go and this is what I love about this, but I'm not walking in cold, which is what makes me uncomfortable. So again, figure out the industry, figure out whether or not you're comfortable talking to the people in the industry. If the answer to those is no, do the research, get either increase your comfort zone or find a partner who you can work with to get this done. And then I want to sort of remind you that you must love, you must love what you're doing. You're spending so much time, so much of your life on it. If you don't love it, then then what are we doing here, right? So you need to really consider whether or not you love it. And I'm going to, uh, on the sh in the show notes, there's a little sheet that you can download that you can sort of assess for yourself whether or not you love what you're doing and how you might speak about it to someone who is not interested, someone who is interested, and someone who's like, yeah, I can't wait to get my hands on this. So these are the questions you might ask yourself. What do I most love about my project? Or piece or work, whatever it is. What are three intrinsic things about it that are super cool? What do I most feel needs to improve on it? Because, you know, <laughs> creative's work is never done. What would it do for someone else if they bought it or purchased it? How does it better other people or the world? What are three complimentary things someone else has said about my work or project? In other words, ask a couple people, what are some things they want to say? What are some complimentary things they can say about whatever it is you've created? Uh, what do I need to change about it to make it into something that I'm bursting to talk about? 
and ask those people what they like about it, how they how the project or work makes them feel, and what it says to them. Those are three things that you can do right now to sort of start improving what you say because what someone else says to you about this is exactly what you can say to someone you're talking to about it. Don't try to do all of this alone. And if you if you ever want to do like a discovery call or a coaching session around this, I would be delighted to talk to you about the psychology around getting great with your work, right? You need to get great with it. You need to feel like it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Because if you don't, how can you expect anyone else to? So uh, I'm going to leave a a link to a discovery call with me. You can do that and we can talk about what it is that you're working on creatively or otherwise and see if we can figure out what are those things that you might want to focus on and ask friends and ask colleagues if it's appropriate to give you those answers. What do they most like about whatever it is you've done? How does it make them feel? And what does it say to them? Because the more you get that information, the more you're going to be able to translate it into your own words and then use it after you're already in love with it to talk about it to people who might be interested in purchasing what you've worked on. Remember, and this is something that's really important, sales is not about selling someone on something. Sales is about offering them a gift and the gift, and yes, it's a gift they pay for, but it's a gift that's going to improve their lives or their work. And that's what we're doing when we're talking about this stuff. If you've created something that's going to make things worse for people, you're not going to try and sell it. I know that about you. So the important thing is, are you honest with yourself about what it is? Are you honest with yourself about what's good about it? Are you honest with yourself about the results people can expect if they purchase it, whether it's a project or a piece of art? You know, I understand it's weird to think about piece of art giving results, but it does, right? If it's going to make people uncomfortable, like the elephant poop project did in, I think it was in Queens a few years ago, then then that's that's a reaction. And that's one that you need to know people might have before you try to exhibit it, because it depends on if you want any sort of confrontation or, or uh, controversy around whatever it is you've done. If you do, then you're on the right track with the elephant poop. But if you don't, if if you want to follow a different path, then you kind of need to know what the lay of the land is going to be. And when you do that, ah, things will be amazing. Uh, I, I will have the sheet for you in the show notes. So if you want to download that, you can grab that and fill it out and see how helpful that is for you. And uh, hopefully it is. And yeah, let me know. Let me know how, how it goes was as, as you fill this out, this project or thing. Because I know if you, if you want to run away from selling as much as I want to run away from selling, we need to work together. We need to figure out it together. Like, what is it that we need to do to get either really comfortable around it? And I think it's about falling in love with what it is that you've created. Or find the people who love what we've created so much that they can't wait to talk about it with other people. Those are two possible paths. I hope that you take one of them. This is Isolde Trachtenberg for the Creative Solutions Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. We're going to have another interview next week, and uh, I'm really looking forward to that. And oh, something I should tell you, 
now I'm doing these fun bonus episodes with every guest that I have. And what I mean by bonus episodes is that I am uh, asking them fun little questions that they answer because they're so generous with their time and their wisdom that lets you get to know them a little bit better, not just their work, not just the really cool stuff that they're doing in the world, but some of their likes and their dislikes and, and some of their favorite things so that you can get some of their inside scoop and can use it to uh, to learn new things, to try new things, to experience more beauty and joy in the world. So look for that on interview days every Wednesday. Every Wednesday, there's going to be that when there when it's an interview week as opposed to a me solo episode week, you're going to hear a, a bonus episode most of the Wednesday. Wednesday. Sometimes we don't end up with time. But most of the Wednesdays, you're going to get to hear a bonus episode. So tune in then too, and learn some of these folks' favorite stuff. It's it, They're really fun, and we laugh a lot, and I hope that you enjoy it. This episode has been brought to you by Podbean, which is my host provider, and I love them. They make it, they make it super easy to have a podcast. And also, of course, Brain FM, the app I use every single day, both to meditate and to fall asleep and to also do all of my work. If I need to do accounting and admin work, I do that while having the Brain FM app on. If I need to create or write, I do that while having the Brain FM app on. It's amazing. I love it. So uh, definitely check that out. And if you want to buy this show a cup of coffee, you can do that also. The link for that is in the show notes as well. There are fun bonuses there too. Until next time, once again, this is Isolde Trachtenberg for the Creative Solutions Podcast, reminding you to be bold, be creative, and most of all, be kind. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate you being here. Please subscribe to the podcast if you're new, and it would mean the world to me if you told a friend about it. Today's episode was produced by Isolde Trachtenberg and is copyright 2023. As always, please remember this is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Past performance does not guarantee future results, although we can always hope. Until next time, keep living what you believe in.